Did you uh, see the um, the Tucker on X with Orban? Uh, oh my gosh, that was frightening. That was a little frightening. Really? Uh, oh yeah. What Orban is saying, we're right on the edge of World War III. He says. Hmm. Uh, May I suggest uh, my Patriot supply? Now would be a good time. You know, I'm just thinking. You could do it later. Missiles are up in the air. You're like, hey, can you get here in 12 minutes? You know, maybe. I don't know. Preparewithglenn.com. Save $200 on your three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Enjoy a wide variety of delicious meals offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. Stock up now before the panic would set in. Uh, make sure that you and your family are prepared. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. All right. Gonna have a good show today. Really, really big show. This show? This show. Or is it gonna be a, a separate well, show that you're gonna this work on show, later? At some point in the future. It's oh, not okay. gonna be not today's today. show. To, yeah. But the show that exists today will eventually be good. Yeah, eventually. It's got to, right? Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, holy cow. We have a tremendous show for you today. Uh, It is called The Lioness. I don't know if you've heard it. It's on Paramount. That's a great show. Today on this broadcast, eh, you know, I mean, it's not horrible, but stick around. A lot to talk about. 60 seconds. I want to tell you about a hero, the first 9-11 responder, the uh, fire department, New York Lieutenant Joseph Mayello. He answered the call to help others on America's darkest day. Ten years later, he suffered a fatal heart attack in the line of duty and left behind a wife and child. This is where Tunnel to Towers comes in. They paid the mortgage on the Mayello family home and helped to remove much of their financial burden during what was, for them, a very dark and difficult time. This is where Tunnel to Towers, this is what they do. When heroes like Joseph Mayello lose their lives in the line of duty or catastrophically injured, Tunnel to Towers is there to help. They're doing good in the country, and the good news is you can be a part of it. Soften your heart today. Do the things that we all know are right. Help others. If you'd like to help with our our fallen firefighters, police, and military, this is the best way you can do it. They, I think they have a five-star charitable rating. It's, it's like 95 or 96%. It's really, really a great charity. Tunnel 2 Towers. That's T2T.org. T2T.org. Tunnel to Towers. Help them on their mission now. All right. I, I, uh, I'm going to tell you a couple of really, really good stories first. Um, let me tell you about the uh, kid in, um, in Colorado. Jaden is a 12-year-old boy. He attends Vanguard School, Colorado Springs, Colorado. He's, he's in this video. You may have seen it. It went viral on social media. 
it shows he and his mom confronting a school board administrator administrator who says that he has to take the Gadsden flag patch off of his backpack because it's too disruptive. And they're like, it's too disruptive. What are you talking about? It's too disruptive. We don't want the flag displayed in school because of its origins with slavery and the slave trade. Now, I'm just trying to figure that one out historically. I mean, I, I can't. I don't know. Don't tread on me. How does that relate to the slave trade at all? Okay, it doesn't. It clearly doesn't. And these are the kind of boobs that we have running our schools. All right. They have no idea what they're even talking about. Now, Jaden, who is kicked out of class for having the patch, says there's no origins of slavery. This 12 year old, no origins of slavery. And uh, the school's director says, well, this is being very disruptive in the school environment. So they removed him from class. Mom fought back against it. Explaining the coiled snake above the phrase, don't tread on me, is not a pro-slavery image. It has origins in the Revolutionary War. It was a symbol of resistance to British tyranny. I'm free. Don't tread on me. So you could say it's actually an anti-slavery. If you want to talk about slavery, it would be anti-slavery because it came from the north it came from uh, new england new england had already banned slavery but it's not about that at all it's not it's about the british tyranny don't tread on me so now all these experts are like no it's not it's, it's slavery it's slavery and it's connected to patriot groups okay okay all right so, wait, the flag chose to be part of a patriot group? The flag's like, the snake's like, I gotta, I gotta, I guess I just love white people. Is that what happened? Jeez. Libertarians have adapted this. Lefty groups, a pro-LGBT group has adopted it as well. It's really nothing to do with a snake. The snake was sewn on. Or printed on. I don't know if you. It's kind of like a gun. The gun didn't make the decision. The person did. So. This is. uh, This is a flag that's already gone through the government. EEOC. They were like. Somebody was. Was suing because the Gadsden flag is. EEOC said. Yeah. No. it's, It's not a racist symbol. Okay, so the EEOC, I don't think I've ever agreed with anything the EEOC has ever done. So the ruling has come out. The school cannot discriminate against uh, Jaden's viewpoint by declaring that this is just, uh, you know, a racist symbol and one that will be disruptive. Even the governor of Colorado, a Democrat, said the Gadsden flag is a proud symbol of American revolution and an iconic warning to Britain or any government not to violate the liberties of Americans. Yeah, it's almost like it's appropriate today when they're telling you you can't speak out at the school board meeting. Isn't it? Don't tread on me. Seems like a pretty good motto. Or when they're telling you, stay at home, 
You're killing every grandmother on the planet. Wear this mask. Could I have the don't tread on me flag on the mask? Could I do that? That would be weird. I wonder if you put a mask and the don't tread on me flag together. If they cancel each other out and disappear. Most people don't know that the snake was really a important signal, a, a symbol for our founders. The snake and the skull. The skull usually would have a crown above it. And it represented no king but God. The king dies and he becomes a skeleton. So no king but God. The snake was selected because it doesn't want to bite you. It's just sitting there in the grass. It's like sunning itself. It's like, ah, the sun is so great. And you come walking along. And what does it do? It doesn't sneak up on you and bite you. It rattles. Stop where you are. I mean, I have a, I have a ranch. Rattlesnakes everywhere. I kind of like it because it's extra security. Go ahead. Come across that field. Do it. Rattlesnakes everywhere. Now, if you're smart, you're paying attention. It was like booby traps. But these booby traps, they actually rattle before they bite. Stay away from me. Don't walk on me or I'll bite. That's why our founders loved it. It wasn't an aggressive thing. Well, I mean, if you're a mouse, but if you're a human, it's not an aggressive thing. It's minding its own business. You know, there's a, the very first political cartoon ever done in America was done by Benjamin Franklin, and it was a rattlesnake. And it looks pretty much like that snake on Don't Tread on Me. It was a rattlesnake. And it was cut into 13 pieces. And it had on each piece, each state or each colony. And underneath, it just said, unite or die. Meaning we could all go our own separate ways. The king will cut us up. We'll help him. Or, uh, or we could join together and live. I bring this up because, by the way, the kid who is fantastic. I love this kid. This kid, by the way, his favorite book is The Creature from Jekyll Island by the Tuttle Twins. Love this kid. Okay, He knows what he's talking about. He's back in school with the flag on his backpack today. Congratulations. Now, I see a lot of things that are happening at the state level, even in, in uh, states like Colorado. Colorado just put in their, um, uh, in their, in their house, Colorado, Coloradians, Colorado, people from Colorado decided that they really thought this teacher who is a Marxist and wants a Mao-like um, uh, cultural revolution. He talks about an aggressive cultural revolution. That's code for Mao. They just elected him and put him in the house. Okay, it's their state. You can do it. You also have people like this. Now, the question is, 
And I mean this sincerely. The time is coming when we are in real trouble, real trouble. I don't know if you saw Tucker on X yesterday. He did an interview with um, Viktor Orban from Hungary. Okay, that's a little frightening. Viktor Orban's like, yeah, yeah, World War Three. Everybody here knows Ukraine is losing. There's no way to win. You got to make peace right now because the only thing you can do is start sending boots on the ground to help them because they're out. You do that, it's World War Three. You start sending the jets over and everything else, World War Three. He'll use a nuke. He will. You should probably trust the people who have been taken by the former Soviet Union and have lived next to Russia our whole existence. You should probably listen to us. I mean, there's an ocean between you and us. You know, you may not know what's best. I think he's right on that. But as tough times come, and you live, if you live in Washington, D.C., there's no way you get a fair trial. No way. I think if you live in New York City, there's no way you get a fair trial. If it's political. If you're like, uh, yeah, my child is my child, not your child. They're not going to get a sex change. No. You're not going to get a fair trial. California, do you really think? Now, things are changing, for instance, in Washington, D.C. I don't know if you've seen the climate activists that have glued themselves to the roadway again. Honestly, I just think, did you see the, I think it was in New Mexico, but it was on the native side. I think it was on the Navajo Nation. You know, Burning Man was happening and these dopes just blocked traffic and traffic was blocked forever. And they were on the Navajo side. So the Navajo Rangers came. They just took their truck and went through the blockade and then turned around and started going. And the kids were like, they can't do that. What are they doing? We're not violent. Well, you can't. And the guy gets out of the truck with his gun. He's like, get out on the ground right now. And he's aggressive. Yeah, he's aggressive. And these hippies are like, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're in a different country. You don't think you are, but you are. You're in the Navajo Nation now, and they don't play by the same rules. In Washington, D.C., all of these climate activists were out, and uh, uh, people were blocked. Now, this has happened two days in the last two weeks. People are blocked for like an hour, two hours. They're just blocked, and they're getting out of their cars, and they are starting to accost these people, and they're like, what do you think you're doing? I have a house payment. I have a car payment. I'm raising kids. I'm trying to feed my family. Get the hell out of the street. And it's getting ugly. It's getting really ugly. The people, the good news is, I think the people have had enough of this. They've had enough. For that to happen even in Washington, D.C., that's interesting. So now they, I don't know, they, they, they took a chisel and got the guy's hand, you know, uh, off of the concrete. But they were all arrested. They'll be back because they think they're Martin Luther King. So they'll be back. But the question is, which way is your state going? 
And should we consider, because I know I have, I moved to Texas for a reason. I have a ranch in Idaho for a reason. I bet on two states. There's other states that I'm sure might, you know, actually stand to. And these two states might eventually fall. I don't know. But I bet on two states. I didn't want to be in New York. Those people will eat you. They will. It's going to get very when when there's no food and, you know, because of, you know, the Green New Deal, when uh, all of that wind power is producing all the electricity that it's supposed to uh, produce and nobody has any power and you're in Washington, D.C. and you're in a skyscraper, 55, 60 stories tall with people in it and their children and they're all hungry. I don't know. I don't know. Some new recipes might be tried out. I'm just saying. Or do we stay in those places because we know that our founder said, unite or die? And what we're doing is we're separating ourselves. I, I, I don't have an answer for this. I really don't. I'm, I'm really struggling with this. Do we unite or do we separate? Do we balkanize? Bad idea. But is it the only idea? I don't know. Because I got to tell you, I'll never go to Washington, D.C. Never again. Because I know if I'm arrested for some political reason, I'll never get a fair trial. Never. Never. That's not good. 888-727-BECK. Get Stu's opinion on this in a second. I want to hear yours. 888-727-BECK. B-E-C-K is the number. Life is difficult enough to get through the day without frequent debilitating pain, piling the misery on top of all the stress that we all feel. Our pain, which is generally caused by inflammation in the body, can drive us to depression and bad decision making. Uh, I know, I know sometimes I become a little out of sorts and not necessarily the kindest person when I'm at agonizing pain i've been known to snap a couple of times get your life back live the life that you're supposed to live i mean when you're in pain we're all supposed to be really really kind but there comes a time when you're just like i can't take it anymore and luckily our loved ones around us understand that but get out of pain get your life back three-week quick start of relief factor it's 1995. It's a trial pack. It's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors. More than a million people have bought Relief Factor's Quick Start, and 70% of them go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com. Call 800 for relief. 800, the number four relief. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. Mom in California says she was the victim of cancel culture over her politically incorrect comments made during school board meeting about LGBTQ materials being included in school curricula. Janet Robertson lost her job 10 days after speaking out at the school board. She has three children attending schools in the school district. She said it's not a choice. People are not gender fluid. And to teach our children this is not okay. 
I just got something today uh, in the mail. Where, where is it? Here it is. I just got this. Not in the mail, but email. Let me read it to you. This is from um, a, a very trusted uh, organization that my daughter does plays in from time to time. And very, very conservative. Okay. Tries to do family-oriented stuff. Uh, dressing room policies. All actors are required to arrive at the theater in base clothing of tank tops and shorts. If you do not arrive in base clothes, please use the restrooms to change upon arrival. All children under the age of 17 use the second stage dressing room. Costume changes during the show will be in conference room or green room. Please preset your costume pieces. All adults who identify as female will be in the dressing room behind this section of the theater. All adults who identify as male will be in the... You know what? No. 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 My daughter's not going to be really happy to hear this, but no. I don't care how you identify. You're a dude? Go to the men's room. You're a girl? Woman? Go to the girls' room. That's it. Period. I don't care. Oh, I identify. I don't care. I don't care. There is no such thing as a biological male. Okay. Well, biologically, I'm a male, but no, there's no but. There's no. Of course, you're a biological male. That's the only kind of male that exists. Biological. Everything else is psychological. And I'm not going to deal with your psychosis. No, not going to. Not going to. I'm not changing because you're truly messed up in the head. And I say that with as much love and respect as I can give at this point. I've never had a problem. I mean, I feel for people who are really suffering from gender dysphoria. I really do. But you know what? Enough is enough. Enough is enough. And it's not their fault. It's everyone else who's enabling them. Yeah, I mean, it's the same way you'd feel for someone who's suffering with anorexia. Yes. You wouldn't confirm that they're actually really fat and never need to eat again. You would instead say, no, you need to change the way you're you're not fat. You need to make sure you change your habits. And that's what we're supposed to do. Instead, yeah. we're, we're going down this other road where we just kind of like say, yeah, whatever you think. No. Whatever's rattle around inside that brain is true. Right. right. Speaking of rattle around, don't tread on me. Do we do we move or do we stay? The Glenn Beck program. Unless your dogs, uh, you know, get to stare at the menu every night. I don't know. Fluffy hasn't decided what they're going to have for dinner tonight. Your dog eats whatever you give them. So uh, I give my dog kibble food and it's good kibble food. And then I found out that, you know, all kibble food is dead food because it has to by law. It has to be able to stay on the shelf for two years. Okay, so what do you do? Well, you can either, you know, get other food and get it in the refrigerator section of your pet store. Oh, I like to give Bluffy this. Uh, really? Get the bag. Let me do something and put some really good vitamins, minerals, probiotics, things that are alive that my dog needs to be healthy. Let me just put it back on top. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love this supplement you put on the food. They have a special deal for you. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33 and they'll give you your first trial bag for free. Free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. roughgreens.com slash back.
Do it now. Fluffy will love you for it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Sign up now and use the promo code Glenn. Save yourself 10 bucks. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're talking about whether or not people should move. Um, and, you know, we're three people here. Pat's joining us. Three people here who have moved to Texas from New York. Mm-hmm. You know, we got out when the getting was good. Uh, and uh, and we're here for a reason, because we're counting on Texas to stand. Um, if your state or your community is going to hell in a handbasket, should you stay? Because if we... If all of conservatives move to, you know, 10 states, 25 states, we just split the then we've split the country. We're balkanized. But I'm so torn on this because because yeah, maybe balkanization is good. Is that, is <laughs> no, that no, no. Balkanization oh, okay. is really bad. <laughs> Pro balkanization. I go for I go from the big uh-huh. picture, which this is really bad. No way around it. Balkanization is bad to the little picture. It's easy for me to say, no, you should stay in New York. You should stay in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Well, you should if you were planning to move to Texas, because Texas is full up. It's full? We're just for, okay. we're full. Up to the brim. Right, yeah. There's no vacancy. Let me, go to, uh, <laughs> let me go to Ben in Ohio. Hello, Ben. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm fantastic. Honored to speak to you, sir. Thank you. Um, Unfortunately, I lean towards the side of it. We have to move. It's, you know, states are being picked off one by one. States like Illinois and California are are obviously lost. It it doesn't, we don't have enough that are going to move to those areas that we can try to take those states back. And with my, I've got family that lives in Texas. Unfortunately, I'm probably headed that way. Mm. I know you say you're full, but uh, (laughs) I think you can take one more family. Well, you're a listener of ours. We'll sneak you across the border. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was, it's, we have to start surrounding ourselves or we're just going to continue to be split up. Um, We're so spread out. The people that love this country and stand for the constitution are so spread out and so split up that we're losing on the, the, the bigger picture. And it's unfortunate, but we need to start kind of creating those home bases, in my opinion, and, and where we can start solidifying what we need to do to, to protect what we have. The problem is we're, we're fighting a battle on 50 fronts. This is the only way I can make this work in my head. We're fighting a battle on 50 fronts, and we tend to be losing on those 50 fronts, and not because of the argument or anything else, but because of the big cities, they're all controlled by progressives. And so the big cities vote and you lose the state. So, you know, how are you going to change? you got to change those big cities, which requires some of us. And God bless you. You're a hero for going into those cities and changing them from the inside. If we leave, we've lost the state. We lost the state. And we will balkanize. But isn't there something to be said to stop the, I mean, look at how close Texas is. Texas, I think, is pretty close to becoming a blue state. Yeah, I mean, we got a little room here. Uh, A little. little, A little. Uh, The cities are gone. Gone. I have a really Mm. strong feeling on this question, by the way, which is absolutely leave. Like, I 
don't don't try to convince me that I'm going to be the difference be, and 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 spend the next multiple decades of my family's existence trying to fall, fight balkanization in some some blue state. Forget it. Mm. Do what is best for your family and go well, to the place yeah. where your family can be raised in the best way possible. You you just I understand what you're meaning from a societal viewpoint, but when you're making that that decision as a an, an individual, you make that decision that is best so for your I family. I totally agree with you got to make the decision that's right for your family. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, however, uh, you know, don't 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 come here if you're a progressive. Well, okay? yes. Yeah, you, you got all that. <laughs> you got the dreamland over in California and New York and everything else. But, um, you know, the, the problem is, is that, I mean, go back to Franklin. Unite or die. That's giving up on our friends and neighbors who vote Democrat but are not these crazy people that glue themselves to highways. Um, <laughs> that's giving up on them and saying there's, there's no way back for them then they should change vote sensibly and come to texas too or come to florida too there's there's there is plenty of room despite our our warnings uh for sane people except in texas except in texas obviously we're filled to the brim <laughs> uh, but no i mean i think it is you you i think a lot of times we make these decisions based on th- things like well what will happen in 40 years with the na- the, the no, future of the nation live your life the best way possible for your family uh, to honor your 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 principles and your faith, do that because you're not going to be able to control what what the hell Kathy Hochul does in New York. You're not saving it. Save your family. Yeah, when mm. you see when that's that's that goes again. You know that this I I'm stuck. Really, I'm stuck because I know what I would do as my I know what I am doing for my family. Yeah, I because I know I live right. here and yeah. and a good chunk of the reason I live here is because you decided you wanted to be in Texas. <laughs> that's right, which I'm very thankful for. Right. By the way, uh, so you're welcome, and ten percent of the salary can come to me now. Uh, <laughs> you're but... paying a hundred percent of it. That would just mean you'd pay ninety percent of it. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, glad we understand each other. So. The, the I go back and forth on what's right for you, you know, what's right for the individual and then what's right for the nation. And, uh, you know, I don't have a right to say I just I just would I, I think we should just point out that balkanization is not good. And that's what they want. That's what they want. And people the aliens. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know them. Yeah. Yeah. You saw that. You saw them. I did. And it. Yeah. And, and right. the thing. Mm-hmm. You saw all those. All those. That's who That's who all wants those. it. All great documentaries. <laughs> all great documentaries. Yeah. Do you, Pat, make yeah. decisions like that based on... I think about this when I'm voting sometimes. Not usually, no. Like where you're like, oh, well, what's the strategic thing to do right mm. now is to oh, do this because always... this person will go this and this person then this will happen and this will happen. <laughs> Just vote for who you think the best person is. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I, I've done that before, and yes. it never works. It never works. It never it's works. It's a terrible idea. It yeah. always You're not mm-hmm. going to be the person who makes the one-vote difference to get your candidate over that's going to make X, Y, and Z <laughs> well, happens, and then 35 different chain reactions occur, and then it really works out in the end. That's not the way it works. Just vote for who you think the best person is. Wow. So he's saying wow. every vote doesn't count. Your vote doesn't it, count. Yeah, that's you basically that? what I heard him say. Yeah. I think yeah. America heard it, too. Yeah. I was talking to Eric July the other day, and he's like, you know, democracy sucks. Does. Yeah, it kind of sucks at it the does. end of the day. Yes. And, uh, you know, it was a funny point, but also, like, you know, this it's process at times has its problems. The point, bottom line is make decisions that you feel comfortable with 
for your family and your future, right? Like that's all you can do. And people get so wrapped up in trying to micromanage the future of the nation. If everyone just makes good decisions based on solid principles, we're going to be okay. We've been okay for a long time. Let's we go, just abandoned that. Let me go to Chrissy uh, in also in Ohio. Hi, Chrissy. Yeah. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for all you do. Um, you. We had a, a really big thing in Ohio and it was the voting on issue one, and it's about amending our constitution. And a lot of people in our, my family were, you know, split on it. And of course I was, yes. And my sister was sending me texts saying, you know, hey, this is all about, you know, abortion. It's all about this. And, you know, I am a pro-choice person. I'm very conservative, but I believe in some, you know, cap on weeks and all of that and when she you know sent me that text i sent back to her i said hey i cannot vote on one issue i cannot just vote on abortion so what what that would mean is if we had 40 percent that you needed to amend the ohio constitution then when uh, if it was we wanted to change it to 60 percent and I said, what if they want to start, you know, having trans story time in school? What if they started doing those types of things? And, you know, everybody just, I don't know. I think we need to start talking about it differently. I'm happy to move uh, to Florida, although I love Ohio and we have family in Florida. But it's, it's really tough. No, I know it's really tough. It's really, really tough. The, the, I, I have to understand your point of view, though. You, you, so you voted against the change to 60 percent now that she said she voted yes no, no. okay all right yeah, good i okay. voted i voted yes because i wanted it to stick to go to 60 right instead of and that's um, not what happened in ohio is it no now it's now we need only 40 percent. that's insane that's all you need mm. and it can be changed but um can i say something real quick to thank you sure always <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I need I need to thank you, all of you guys. I've been listening for a long time, and I've been sober for a long time. Oh, good. But um, I attended 828, and I went to Wilmington, mm -hmm. and I went to Restoring Love, and I am still in contact with these people that I have met. Mm. And it literally has changed my life. And I just want to say thank you for oh. following your heart and believing in you know, letting your life go and take it where your God that you believe in sends you. So thank you. Thank you. I really, I, it means a great deal to me. I, you know, all of those things that uh, we've done in the past always seemed like they were, you know, game changing and they never, that you never saw the result. But I think over time I have seen the result. Um, and Chrissy, I hear this from people like you all the time that those events changed their life because they met people and they have new friends. And I mean, they, I I've, I've watched them. I've watched these people in their circle of friends who met at one of these events and one is dying of cancer. Or one has MS and the whole group ga uh, uh, gathers around to help. It's really a remarkable audience. And I thank you for being part of it, Chrissy. Okay. Thank That's you. awesome. 
I mean, like it is. It's surrounding yourself with community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I could, I might be a person who's in upstate New York somewhere and have a great community around me and say, you know what, I can make it through this. We've got a great circle and, and we can do this. That's a totally rational decision in, in any particular situation. But it's like, there's no reason to torture yourself. There's no reason to sit here and pay insane taxes to a state that is going to use it to fund abortions. Right? Like, There's just like, that's not a thing you have to do. Uh, federalism is really important. We should get to more of that. We should. We should get to and more I, of that. I think, we're, I think we're moving towards that more and more. I mean, look at what, what's happening in, in Hawaii. I, I mean, I, there's a chance that things change in Hawaii. Because all of, I mean, the uh, the electrical company said it was their fault that the fire started. Now they're blaming the fire department because you didn't put it out properly. But it's it, the blame is all not on global warming. It's all on government and efficiency. And I think people are seeing, wow, government, when, when I've said this for years, when the government is the police and the offender, where do you go for help? And I think people are starting to maybe realize that. By the way, uh, today I'm hosting a off-the-record private Q&A exclusively for Blaze TV subscribers. This is your chance to chat with me about anything and everything that is on your mind. We don't have any big tech sensors looking over our shoulders, so no topic is off limits. Off limits. You can join us at blazetv.com off the record and sign up today to join the conversation. Use the promo code off the record. The other Blaze TV host and I are we do these live chats on a regular basis. If you want to have a direct line to me today uh all you have to do is just go to blaze tv.com slash off the record and uh and join us i think that's i'm, I'm not sure i better not say but it's in the in mid-afternoon uh central time i believe so you can go there and it'll it'll tell you when it's going to happen it's i'm mid-afternoon sure afternoon central time late night eastern yeah. And then morning Pacific. <laughs> right. And Hawaii. It doesn't even happen in Hawaii. It doesn't, doesn't happen. It never gets there. Yeah, it never it's gets, a way to get there from here. Uh, it's a early. long swim. <laughs> All right. Also tonight, the Wednesday night special. Speaking of Maui, the disaster in Maui, the government failures that helped caused it, and why there are so still so many unanswered questions. It's a microcosm of progressive governments everywhere. Tragically ironic, because the core tenet of Democrats, at least according to how they market themselves, is their government is always there for the people and they care and they're the best to take care of things when it turns out they're the worst. Join me tonight. Tragedy in Maui. How left wing government failed Hawaiians. That's tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern on BlazeTV.com, 930 p.m. on YouTube.com slash Glenn Beck. Right after a brand new Stu Does America. Wow. Patriot Mobile has been the only Christian conservative wireless provider for 10 years now. It's one of the reasons I'm glad to partner with them as we build a parallel economy. They offer nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you're getting the same coverage you're accustomed to. But... Unlike your big mobile companies, they're not sending some of the money that you pay them to fund left leftist causes. Switch to Patriot Mobile. You're going to be supporting free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, Second Amendment. They're supporting the, the parents and school boards all over the country. Switching is also easy and you're going to save money. 
100% U.S.-based customer service team makes it easy. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. They'll help you find the best plan for your needs. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code Beck. 878-PATRIOT. Join me. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Sometimes it seems like there's a running battle between cyber criminals and the government to see who can steal the most money from you. Now, the government wins almost all the time, but the competition is pretty darn close. Take home title theft, for instance. It's one of the fastest growing crimes in America. And it's a very good reason for that is it turns out most victims of home title theft don't even know they're a victim until it's way too late. One homeowner uh, pulled into her street one day, saw a bulldozer just (laughs) knocking down her home. I'm laughing at it. She was not laughing at it at the time. Why was this happening? Well, she was a victim of home title theft. A criminal had forged his way onto the deed of her home and sold it. And now the new owner was tearing it down to rebuild. The new owner didn't know what was going on. They just thought they bought the home legally. Your home, your property, your equity are your most valuable assets and home title lock can help you protect them. Home title lock puts a shield around your home's title and the instant they detect any tampering, they can help shut it down fast. We've been talking about where you should be moving in the country this hour and a lot of times you know you, you think oh, your situation's totally protected well if your home is not protected and home title theft happens to you it doesn't matter where you live your life is going to be miserable so make sure it doesn't happen to you find out for free if you're already a victim when you sign up at hometitlelock.com use the promo code back you'll get 30 risk-free days of protection hometitlelock.com the code is back hometitlelock.com the code is back There's lots of things uh, going on in the world where Mercury One is still on the ground in um, uh, Maui, but we are also mobilizing now as the uh, hurricane comes on shore in uh, Florida, 110 mile an hour winds uh, and flooding. Mercury One will be there. We could use your support. We don't, uh, we're not a national organization that comes in. We're a national organization that comes in and writes the local people checks because we believe they're the best able to help themselves. Uh, And so we support the churches and the local people that are making the difference on the ground. And when people need food or water, we're there for that as well. Um, But if you want to make sure that 100% of your money is going to these things, just uh, donate now, mercuryone.org, and, uh, and give to our emergency relief fund. 100 cents on every dollar goes to those emergencies and not overhead. Mercuryone.org. The Glenn Beck Program. I'm a pretty good shot when it comes to, uh, you know, shooters. I'm a pretty good shot, but it doesn't come naturally. In fact, it, uh, it goes away quickly. You can be a good shot if you're shooting all the time. Take a year off and you're not the same. Um, and now to, you know, go to the range and spend all that money uh, for target practice is it's just it's crippling. It's crippling. Way to do it is with Mantis X. Now, you can still go to the range and it will sync with your phone or your iPad. And as you pull the trigger, it tells you exactly what you're doing wrong with the gun, where you're actually firing. Now, you can do it with actual rounds or dry fire practice. And I've been doing it with dry fire practice. Um, And I could not believe 
how good I was when I went up to the ranch this sun uh, this summer and shot off a few rounds. I, I I mean it was astonishing to me, and it's all because of Mantis X. Please, it'll save you a buttload of money. It'll keep your skills up, and uh, it's used by the Marines and the uh, and the rest of the military now for shooting practices. It's like having a drill instructor standing right next to you telling you exactly what to do. It's MantisX.com. MantisX.com. disasters happening again we have still recovery in maui and now the hurricane in florida what a difference a government makes what a difference a governor makes what a difference a freedom kind of capitalist makes compared to a socialist progressive look at the difference between florida and hawaii and how the state has responded we're going to show you that and we're going to we're going to talk to uh, the guy who if you saw the movie um oh shoot what was it called um Jesus Revolution thank you we have the guy Greg Laurie who was the the kid in that movie his church is in Maui and he's going to give us a report on what's happening there coming up in just a second stand by first let me tell you about relief factor i have a hunch that even if you're one of those people who live with frequent pain or even constant pain you've probably rejected a few things out of hand the way i did with relief factor i did for a long long time necessity must be the mother of invention surely it is but we're hard-headed and sometimes we need we need uh, a good woman to yell at us and say just take this and so i did and relief factor changed my life Relief Factor exists to give you your life back that you love. So if you've been living with pain in your life and you're ready to try something, something different to get rid of it, please give Relief Factor a shot. They're offering the three-week quick start. Try it for three weeks. Millions of people have tried the the quick start and about 70% of them go on now to order more month after month. That's a pretty good percentage. That means 70% of us get our lives back or find relief relieffactor.com relieffactor.com 800 the number four relief 800 the number four relief relieffactor.com feel the difference okay let me play can i start with the audio uh from last night of governor DeSantis on television talking about what's happening in florida listen to this well, this thing's going to hit us on Wednesday morning. It's going to be a major hurricane. Uh, people need to heed the instructions from their local officials. Uh, you still have time uh, this morning and early afternoon to be able to make the preparations that you need to. 
you are going to start seeing on the Gulf Coast of Florida some of the effects of this as we get into Tuesday night. Uh, the state, uh, we have tens of thousands of utility workers uh, staged, ready to go in for rapid power restoration. Uh, we also have urban search and rescue teams staged, ready to go if there needs to be. Uh, rescue operations. Uh, we will lead the effort on that. Uh, and then, of course, we have other types of supplies uh, as people need. So, so we're ready to go on this. Uh, this is a storm that's hitting a part of the state that hasn't had a major hurricane on the current track uh, in a long time. And so that's a lot of woods, a lot of forests. I think you're going to see a lot of debris as a result of this storm. And that means we have our guys ready to clear the roads. It's amazing. Th- this... Th- they are taking action prior to you you remember a year before to the day the year before um katrina i was on the air and i told you the most dangerous city in america was new orleans because the levees have been used as a political fundraiser forever and then they never fix the levees And I said, it is the most dangerous. If it is hit straight on, it will cause chaos unlike anything we've ever seen. Twelve months later, to the day, it was happening. It it didn't take a, a profit to see it. It only takes somebody who's looking at what is not being done by the government. The same thing with Maui. You know, the what we've learned from maui a about the government we'll get into later but what we've learned is the people can take care of themselves the the people are taking care of themselves the community is coming together everyone i talk to that has been to maui or is in maui has said the same thing this is a tight-knit community that is really helping each other you can't expect a government who is several time zones away to be your first responder. For, for one reason, they suck. They always suck. Okay? You need people closest to the ground. That's why we don't give to big national charities unless we, we know they are the first on the ground and they have a long track record of being the first in and the last out. When you give your dollars to Mercury One, you're not really giving them to Mercury One. We are just finding the place where those dollars will get the most bang for the buck because we don't take anything off the top. And so the first places we go are local churches. Uh, you know, the, uh, the local churches, the local clubs, the local emergency people that have dealt with these things over and over again. And the churches are usually one of the best places. Well, Greg Laurie, he's the guy who was in the uh, movie Jesus Revolution, or he wasn't actually, and it was about him and that whole revolution. He uh, He has a church there on Maui in this community. It's uh, it's an amazing story. And they were the the first people out to be able to to help. And we wanted to get the story from him on what's going on. Uh, Welcome, Greg. And good to be with you. Thanks so much for inviting me to be on your show. I was actually just in Maui yesterday and uh, we we've had a church there, as you mentioned, for 41 years now. A friend of mine of mine started it. 
He's a pro surfer. He started this church and he wanted to retire and asked if we'd bring it into our church family that's called Harvest. And so now it's been a part of our churches for seven years. And, you know, it's usually a very happy thing to go over there, a very close congregation of around a thousand people. And man, when I spoke to him last Sunday, it's like they were all collectively traumatized still, but yet still filled with hope. And, and that is, I think, one of the most important things right now is to bring yes help and thanks to you and Mercury One uh, and others that have helped us. We've been able to bring tangible help to people, helping them get clothing, food. We've helped 100 families in tangible ways financially to survive this thing. But I think the thing that we have to offer that's more important than anything is hope. You know, it's been said that man can live 40 days without food, three days without water, about eight minutes without air, but not one second without hope. And there's a lot of people on this island that have lost hope. Uh, I was talking with J.P. Decker, who works with uh, you at Mercury One, and he brought to my attention the fact that there have been a number of suicides since this has happened among those who have lost their home, their livelihood, and apparently their hope. And so we're really working on that. I, I, you know, from everything I read, the people who were in the water that watched people burn to death and watched people, you know, eventually give up and drown all around them. Uh, the, you know, the, the one woman who finally, after two days of looking for her son, she was turned around, turned around by the police and everybody else. And they said, no, we've already cleared all the houses. She went back to what was left of her house and her son's bedroom was still fairly intact. And he was uh, he had not been incinerated and he was sitting on what was his bed holding his dog. Once you see these kinds of things uh, up close and personal and one after another after another, I mean, what are you guys dealing with over there? psychologically you're dealing with trauma you know i know people i think misuse the concept of ptsd but i think you're really seeing this on a widespread scale because these people have experienced major trauma in stories like that one you just shared that's so unbelievable and they were told to not go to their home mm-hmm. and uh, and they were and they were told to to not leave and they were turned back again. And many of those people were incinerated because of that. And for the ones that just broke the law effectively and, and disobeyed what they were told, they, they lived. And so this, without question, has been horribly mismanaged on so many levels. And, but that's, we stepped in immediately because we're there on the ground right. and, and, and in every way possible. I mean, giving people, you know, a man who lost, his livelihood gave him fishing poles so he can go out and fish again. Uh, we have one couple in the church they owned a round table pizza, and uh, they just made all of their pizza free and for anybody that wants it. And so we got in this truck and we're driving around just giving pizzas to police officers, to people anywhere. But I tell you what, Glenn, people love pizza. I saw the power of pizza. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a little thing. But, but we give it to him in the name of Jesus Christ. Here's a pizza. Thank you. You know, little things matter. But I think 
you know, there's something called the ministry of presence where you're just there and you listen to people and you care about people. And, and that goes a long way because, you know, when you're dealing with trauma, you've got to talk about it. You've got to process it. And of course, we pray with them and we point them toward Christ. And because he is the one who's ultimately going to give us the hope we need. You have preschool. Now you're, hold, you're allowing the uh, church facilities to be used for teachers and parent groups and, you know, educational support. And then the preschool is, is child care for families. Uh, I mean, you, this is turning into kind of a full-time uh, thing. How long can the church do that? We'll do it as long as it needs to be done. And we're working with other organizations, Mercury One, Samaritan's Purse, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Yeah, right. We're also we're also helping people just with the practical things like uh, filling out their insurance forms and making their claims because a lot of these people don't know how to do it. Uh, they didn't have internet for quite a while. We brought in some of those Starlink yeah. systems so people could just there was like literally there was no communication on this island. Uh, you people couldn't text each other. They couldn't call each other. They they couldn't communicate at all. And this fire, as you know, just incinerated everything in its path. I, when I got there, we we got down on what is called Front Street, and uh, that's kind of the main destination of Lahaina. People come from around the world to visit. It's a tourist attraction, beautiful street. Back to my social media, I posted a drone shot that we had done. Two weeks before this fire, because I was there doing a program with CBN uh, featuring our church in happier days. And I put this drone shot of what Front Street looked like in its heyday, in its glory, right next to a shot of the same places that we just took uh, on that same street. And it looks like a war zone. Hmm. It's just it's, it's incomprehensible because I pretty much know every square inch of that street. And, you know, think of. All those buildings, your favorite stores and restaurants, but even more, obviously, the loss of life. I mean, you're walking through effectively a graveyard, and, and it's, it's very sobering. It's very sad. And, but at the same time, I, I see, you know, the Bible talks about beauty coming out of ashes, and I see that happening there. You know, here's the amazing thing is downtown in Lahaina, there's this tree. It's a banyan tree. And it was actually planted, interestingly, uh, dedicated to the first missionary that came to Lahaina. And this tree somehow survived. And to me, it's a picture of resilience and, and about how if a person is rooted in a relationship with God, they can survive anything. And I think that tree has, in many ways, become a symbol for the people on the island. They're going to come back again. That They're going to rebuild again. But the loss of life, those people can never be replaced. Greg Laurie, um, he is the real life guy that you might have seen in the um, uh, Jesus Revolution. That was his story. Uh, and he is a senior pastor at Harvest Christian Fellowship. Uh, one of their uh, one of their branches is right there in Lahaina in uh, Maui. And he has been on the scene. The church has been working. And thank you, Greg, for being such a good steward of the money that Mercury One has given the church to be able to to help all these people. Thank you. Uh, we, we like to give it to people who understand sacred money. 
Well, Glenn, thank you so much. And for all the folks that invested, we really appreciate it. And God bless you all. Thank you very much. Uh, so you so you know, um, the several of the charities that he mentioned, um, Billy Graham and, and Samaritan's Purse, um, we helped them uh, get the first, I think it was a C-130, um, off the ground right away when this was happening. That was also um, your money and... We appreciate it. If you'd like to help and then help those who are now in Florida as well, I, government is not the thing. It is the local people that always fix the problems. Uh, so why send your money to an inefficient where they're using maybe 40 cents on every dollar? Uh, the rest in is, is in overhead. 100% of the money goes directly to Whatever it is we're trying to serve uh, in disaster relief, give to local charities and local people. And if you don't know who to give there, you can go to Mercury One and we will find those people for you. MercuryOne.org. Tonight, we have a special on Wednesday night, our Wednesday night special. It is the tragedy in Maui, how left-wing government has failed Hawaiians. There's a lot of questions out. And it wasn't global warming. It was the government. Incompetence, fear of them, their own government, uh, and, uh, and not paying attention to all of the warnings. Tragedy in Maui, tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern on blazetv.com, and then 9.30 tonight, youtube.com slash glenbeck. All cars break down eventually, and it's usually a day or two after the warranty expires. At least that's what it always feels like. And with all the little computer chips, you got about a thousand of them in new cars now. Oh, a thousand. A repair can set you back uh, quite a bit, quite a bit, sometimes thousands of dollars. Are you prepared for something like that? Because if not, you need car shield. You need it. When you enroll with CarShield, you're getting protection plans that start as low as $100 a month. Flexible month-to-month coverage. Your choice of an ASE-certified mechanic, 24-7 coastside, uh, or coast-to-coast roadside assistance, and complimentary towing and rental car options. You also get a no-long-term contract. CarShield administrators handle all the paperwork and all the, all the details. Um, most importantly... Considering the uh, whole inflation problem that we have right now, your price will never go up. No matter how many times uh, you, how many miles you put on your car, uh, no matter how many times you file a claim, your price doesn't go up. You've locked it in. Car Shield, 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. Visit carshield.com slash back. Save 20% now. 10 seconds. Station ID. Uh, at Blaze TV, we do something called Off the Record, uh, and it is just behind the paywall. So it's just people who are, you know, Blaze TV subscribers, and we give you access to all of our hosts. And today I'm doing one. I think it's at 1 p.m. Is that Eastern time? 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, and we're going off the record. And you can, you know, give any question that you want, and nothing is out of bounds and i will do my best to answer any question we can have a conversation about whatever you want you steer the conversation blaze tv.com 
slash off the record. If you're not a subscriber, subscribe today. Just use the promo code off the record and uh, save blaze tv.com off the record. Sign up today. Join the conversation. Uh, just you and me. 1 p.m. Eastern time today. Those are really fun to do. Yeah, they are. Because you're just hanging out and just BSing with the audience and yeah. they're coming back and forth. It's it's a great time. And uh, and they'll ask you all sorts of uncomfortable questions. So it's great. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have something that you have not heard because no one has reported on it. And we got wind of it and did our homework and found that it's not only true, it's probably worse than we thought. If you have confidence in our Pentagon, uh, first of all, you're the one. Uh, if you have, if you believe that our Pentagon is is still the same Pentagon, you are sorely mistaken. And I'm going to give you the story that you will not hear anywhere else, an exclusive story. I'm going to give it to you here after the bottom of the hour break. So stand by for that. It's, uh, it's, it's shameful and a little bit terrifying, quite honestly. A little bit terrifying. Did you see Tucker Carlson's interview with Orban? I did not see it. I saw some of the coverage of it, though. I bet he goes to Putin next. Interesting. Yeah, bet he goes to Putin next. I bet he's going to interview Putin. It seems uh, the coverage I've seen in the media is like, well, uh, this was a pro-Russian interview and... No, it's and, not. And they were Vladimir Putin is Tucker Carlson's Orban best friend. Orban does not like Putin. Really? No. That's what the that's what the coverage I saw said. I was like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, he of course know that the media does this, but yeah. was there any indication of this? I, I, he just said uh, he wanted peace, right? He wanted to get this over with. Yeah, he's like, there's no way to win this. Mm. This is this will mean World War Three, and I think he's right. I think he's right. Definitely risking it. Yeah. There's no question he's, about that. I mean. He's pro-China, but he's not pro-Russia. Okay. He's not pro-Russia. Neither one is a good one. No, it's not. But the Glenn Beck program. More on that coming up. Labor Day weekend is here. It's time for you to sit back, relax, and enjoy Blinds.com's biggest sale ever. Right now, you can get up to 50% off their huge list of top quality and totally customizable window coverings. Whether you know what you're doing, you want to pick them out and install them yourself, or you have no idea what you're doing at all, and you want them to do it for you, Blinds.com is where you need to go. Plus, you get unlimited window treatments installed by the professional at one low cost. They've got 25, uh, what is it, 25 million windows covered, so you can rest easy with Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee. So beat the heat this summer, beat the cold this winter. By having some shades and some drapes or some shutters, whatever it is that you want for your house. Number one online retailer of custom window coverings with 40,000 five-star reviews and the biggest sale of the year. 50% off plus doorbusters at Blinds.com's Labor Day sale. Blinds.com. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You get off the record with Glenn. You have Blaze TV, all the hosts, Glenn TV Tonight, Stu Does America, all part of Blaze TV. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. So, Monday, an Iranian female singer 
put out a music video expressing support for Iranian women and protesting against the hijab mandate and encouraged women to remove their hijab. Well, mm, no, not not there. So she's in jail now. Just to remind you of how much we have in common with the Iranian uh, rulers, not the people, but the rulers. A couple of days ago, NPR um, continued the assault on Senator Tommy Tuberville um, saying, I'm sorry, Tuberville, Tuberville, Mm -hmm. thank you, Mm -hmm. Uh, Tuberville, saying uh, his hold on military promotions are affecting 650 uh, officers by the end of the year. Now, I don't know about you, but boo-hoo. Oh, no, they don't get their promotion. Why is he doing this? Well, he is saying, you got to change the policies. Get away from all these woke policies, and one in particular, abortion. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin has made three separate and desperate calls pleading with him to abandon his hold. And each time, the senator's response has been, change the policies and I'll release the hold. It's an impasse. And I, for one, say, good. And here's why. A confirmation is not a rubber stamp. And if the military is proceeding down a road that we don't find acceptable, it is the duty of our representatives in the Senate to do their jobs and right the ship. I'd like to see this from the Republicans in the House. Why, why did you approve the FBI building? The new FBI. But why, why would you do that? You, you have the control of the purse strings. Now, let me ask you, do you feel comfortable with what's coming out of the military lately? Between abortion, on-base drag queen shows, partisan identity politics, do you feel comfortable that your kids could join the military and still be a part of the greatest military machine of all time? Or do you think you're just putting them in a slaughterhouse? Should we just green light fundamental transformation of the most powerful military machine in the history of mankind? I don't think so. But I don't think people know how bad it has gotten. The head of the United States Strategic Command is General Anthony Cotton. This was brought to my attention um, a few days ago, and we did our homework. We couldn't believe that this was true, but it is. In 2020, the head of the Strategic Command, General Anthony Cotton, told the Air Force magazine that the United States is racist, quote, I'm here as a lieutenant general in the United States Air Force, and when I see what happened to Ahmed Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Rayshard Brooks, and the list goes on and on, that could be me. Now, a couple of years ago, Cotton said, quote, diversity and inclusion are the tools for national defense, and that diversity is a war-fighting imperative. I don't care what color or who the person is sleeping with when they're killing in the name of our country to save people and to save human rights. Diversity is a warfighting imperative? Really? You see, winning wars is no longer the goal. Worshipping at the altar of the Church of Woke has now replaced 
national defense. Now, a couple of weeks ago, the U.S. Strategic Command. Remember, this is General Cotton. The Strategic Command conducted their 2023 Deterrence Symposium, and General Cotton invited an interesting guest speaker, Dr. Syed Hossein Musavian. Easy for me to say. That was a roller coaster ride, but I think yeah. you got through it. Dr. Syed Hossein Musavian. Mm. Before kicking off his keynote speech, he thanked General Cotton for the invitation and then stated his goal as this. Today, I want to uh, talk about Iran-U.S. mutual threat perceptions and deterrence policies. It's historical perspective, but more an Iranian perspective. I'm afraid you may don't like it, but I think it's important to know the other side, the adversary thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was going to deliver the Iranian point of view. Now, I don't remember inviting in, you know, the Russians to tell us their point of view. You could bring a former Russian in that says, this is the way they think, and this is why they behave this way, and here's how you need to position yourself strategically, but that's not what he's doing. He was giving the Iranian point of view from a guy who believes the Iranian point of view, um, and I'm sure he does that quite often at his current post at Princeton University. Now, I find this you know, very interesting because he is very qualified to give the Iranian point of view towards the United States. He was born and raised in Iran. His family had ties to the religious revolutionary movement from 1990 to 1997. He was the government Iran's ambassador to Germany. He held this post as Iranian agents murdered four Iranian dissidents in Berlin at a restaurant. The Germans demanded that he be recalled back to Iran. He responded with a veiled threat. He said that if Europe treated Iran the way America and Israel did, they would be treated the same way by Iran. Now, I wonder what that, what that could mean. What does that mean? Was that reference to Iran's attack on the Marine barracks in Beirut in 83? Or was that the murder of the Beirut CIA station chief, William Buckley? Or maybe it was the 1985 murder of the U.S. Navy diver when they hijacked TWA Flight 847. I'm not, I'm not sure what he was referring to, but that's the way Iran treats America. Is that the treatment he was talking about? This is the guy that General Cotton invited in to speak at the United Nations Strategic Command. Now, remember... General Cotton is also a guy who's not really in love with the United States as we are. So Musavian also was Iran's senior negotiator because it's bad, but it's about to get worse. The senior negotiator for nuclear issues from 2003 to 2005. And he brought up the nuclear issue in his keynote which he said, of course, was all our fault. The attendees had to listen to everything, according to him, being our fault. Iran was the victim. We were the bad guys. Never mind the fact that he never mentions 
you know, obviously that Iran was stolen by a radical Shia 12 or Islamist group, but he's fine with that. Never mentions that eradicating Israel remains their top priority. Oh, and death to America as well. But never mind that. Everything is America's fault. Now, is that true? I mean, really? I mean, is that is that true that they that we started their nuclear uh, their nuclear program? Because it doesn't mesh with my notes. Because I'm seeing that Iran's first official uh, hacking program began in 2002. He he said this. Um, he said that in 2010. Susnex, the uh, Susnex, the cyber attack that the United States did on the Iranian nuclear sites under the Obama administration convinced Iran to start up a cyber program. He said they never had one before. It was our fault that they were looking to build a missile. And then it's our fault that they're doing anything online because they had never heard or thought about any kind of hacking program. Now, our. Our side says, yeah, you, you started in 2000 years, uh, 2002, eight, eight years before we attacked you. The Iranian cyber army, an affiliate of IRGC, attacked Twitter in 2009. So does, did he not know that? Did he not know that? Uh, he would also mention the assassination of the uh, former Iranian Revolutionary Guard commander, Soleimani, now, listen to this. <laughs> he bragged about his government's death threats after Soleimani's assassination. He said he had Trump's officials trembling with fear. More specifically, Trump's special envoy for Iran, Brian Hook. But not him personally. He said his threats made Brian's wife so afraid that, quote, she couldn't sleep, she cried, and she trembled. This is what he's bragging about. Now, I expect this from Princeton. But why is he being invited by a United States general to speak at strategic command? We are opening the doors to the very enemies. We're doing it on our border, and apparently we're doing it at the Pentagon. I don't know what's happening with our military, but it's not good. And if Tuberville can hold the destruction of our armed forces off, I say march on, Senator. March on. The main difference between somebody who does something full time and somebody who only does the same thing as a hobby is really effort and dedication. Lots and lots of effort. And it's especially true in the field of real estate. No doubt that part-time agents that you found, you know, a nice guy. I'm sure he is. I'm sure your cousin is really going to be a great real estate agent right now. But is that the person to sell your house? Is he going to get the best buying and selling options for you? He just hadn't been, he hadn't put in the legwork yet or the countless hours necessary to be the best of the best. I started real estate agents I trust years ago with my brother because I want you to have the best service you can get. Go through the same hassle-free service that I've always wanted. If you're used to dealing with real estate agents, 
you know, some of them are good. Full-time ones are even better. But do those full-time people even know the best practices and use them? When you have one of these people working for you, what you have is a list uh, of, of experts, a whole team of experts at your fingertips. Real estate agents I trust. The name says it all. Go there, tell us where you're moving to and from. Could be across the street or across the country. And we'll find the best real estate agent at no cost to you. All you have to do is just let us know. Realestateagentsitrust.com. We try to get back to you within 15 minutes. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in today. Uh, the coast of Florida is they're expecting s- storm surge in some areas of up to 12 feet. Uh, can you imagine? I mean, I mean how do you I, I am I'm just I I grew up in the Pacific Northwest where, you know, the temperatures are moderate. We don't have massive snowstorms. We don't have hurricanes. We don't have tornadoes. It's not hot. You in also the know, don't have happiness. No, we have no happiness right. and a volcano once in a while. Yeah, but okay. other than that, mm-hmm. and I just, I mean, I just like here in, in Dallas, the heat in the summer and I would say it every summer, but you know, 108 is 108, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I don't care if it's if it's dry Arizona. It's a dry heat. No, 121 is 121, uh, and uh, and this isn't a dry heat. It's not Houston, but I just don't like it. And I can't imagine. I mean, I'd love to live on the ocean. I'd love to live, you know, but no. The idea that everything you have just gone. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think so. I I just want to live someplace. Where nature just leaves me alone. Yeah. You know? And I, it's surprising how many people have to deal with this so regularly. Obviously, Florida getting hit today. Uh, you know, you have California, everyone's like, oh, everything's fine. But then you get the earthquakes. There's always the potential for the earthquake in California. Yeah, no, California, I think, is the worst of all of them. Really? Well, yeah. Everyone loves the, the weather in Southern California. You love the weather in, Sal- in California if you can live through the mudslides the yeah. fires you're going to get swallowed the, by the earth but yeah. when you're on top of the earth for that whatever that period of time well, is it's period, very nice until you're sliding into mm-hmm. the abyss it's nice yeah it's nice weather wise right i mean so you know i mean you're not gonna have any money and yeah. you're gonna be as consulted by homeless people who are defecating on right. the streets every five minutes but right. other than that it's really it's wonderful really great it's really great i think i i, re- I mean i don't know i like arizona even though it's 121 degrees <laughs> You know, I, I like that because there's just nothing. You know, I don't like the big funnels that come out of the sky here occasionally. Yeah. You know, mm, it's yeah, kind of can happen. It's yeah. Be a those problem. funnels come down and you're like, uh, I'm not really feeling comfortable about this. It's not like a rainstorm, you know, or a hurricane that you can prepare for. It's just all of a sudden. Hey, where's Ellie? I sucked up into a funnel in the clouds it's no big deal and if you're not hit by that you're hit by like grapefruit size i don't know how people survived here early on early on Mm -hmm. first of all you know you you didn't know that these things were coming 
all of a sudden grapefruit hail is coming down at you? Uh, what am I going to hide under my cow? My cow's going to die too. I mean, I am glad I live in this century. I mean, seriously, this century, and not last century, this century, this one. Right. Yeah. And here, like the air conditioning thing, we really do overlook what an incredible innovation that is. Yeah. Right? It is absolutely opened up half the country for people to live in. It has. It has. It's a miracle. It was, it was invented, you know, in San Antonio. Mm. Uh, Mr. Carrier yeah. invented it for, I think, a theater in uh, San oh. Antonio. And uh, there's no way I would live anywhere a- anywhere south of the mason dixon line ever if it wasn't for air conditioning as as you know joe biden starts you know that wind power really kicks in yeah half the country is going to go wait a minute what as you know you have rolling uh brownouts it's not california here you need the air conditioning the glenn back program fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. There is a, uh, a former teacher in Colorado that was too radical for Colorado. He went from school to school to school. Uh, he has called for revolution. He, he believes in a forceful, his words, forceful cultural revolution. You'll never guess where he is today. I'll tell you that story in 60 seconds. You know, speaking of Colorado, there was a story about the, uh, the, the what was he, 8 years old, 10 years old, uh, 12 years old, thank you. 12 years old, he is going to school, got a backpack. The don't tread on me flag is on the back of his backpack. School kicks him out because, of course, as they say, yeah, that's racist. No, it's not. Oh, it was all about slavery. No, it wasn't. That was about don't tread on me from the founders. He knew that. So he wasn't going to take any crap. He went and he talked to his mom. They kick him out of school. His mom goes back and says, excuse me, no. The governor, the Democrat governor of Colorado actually backs the kid up. He's back in school with his backpack and the don't tread on me flag. Reason why I bring this up is as I'm finding more out about this kid, his favorite book is the monster from Jekyll Island from the Tuttle Twins. We've been telling you about the Tuttle Twins and how to how they will make your kids bulletproof when it comes to the crap they're going to get in school. The Tuttle Twins has done their job with this kid, and so has his parents. Tuttle Twins, back-to-school sale right now, 70% off their kids' books and their excellent new history books. So your kid will be able to know and defend 
the country and fend against all of this stuff that they're being shoveled. It's garbage. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com right now. So let me tell you the story real quick. Teacher, Colorado. He gets up and he says all kinds of things in his uh, classroom. Went on a Marxist rant. He said, I want to tear some S up for you. Are you ready? What's happening in our schools? It's showing up in our classrooms. You know, we have ideological circles up here. We, we compete on who knows Marx better, who knows Lenin, uh, Lenin better. I'm a Leninist. I'm a Marxist. Kids don't care. It's important to know the theory, but you have to have some practices. You have to get out into the streets. You have to get out into the workplace. You have to go with, with your families. We're just sitting, talking in an ideological circle, and our kids still going to schools that are underfunded, where they're investing more in their failure than in their success. Your communist theory won't save you. Only revolution will save you. And it won't be the person who understands Lenin or Marx the best. It will be a revolution that is led by the people. He has said, quote, I'm for a forceful cultural revolution. He goes on. There's much worse things that he said. But here's the good news. In Denver, the uh, State House of Representatives had an open seat. And the Democrats have just appointed him to take that seat in the state house. So you have an open Marxist in the state house of Colorado who's calling for a forceful cultural revolution. Well, there is somebody that is running for the country's house, uh, and she knows all about this. She was actually supposed to be a guest on this show. She was here in our green room the day Robin Williams died. And we haven't had a chance to have her back. She's now running for the U.S. House. Her name is Lily Tong Williams. She's a survivor of Mao's Cultural Revolution and recognizes all the signs. And she is now running for Congress in New Hampshire's 2nd Congressional District again. She's already there now. Welcome. How are you? Well, thank you for having me back, Glenn. You're it's welcome. great to see you both here. Yeah. Yeah. And the great introduction. Yeah. And uh, my my story um, is like American dream story. Yeah. And like you mentioned it, I don't like what's going on in our country today. I'm very terrified. The terms they're using and the tactics they're using. What does a forceful cultural revolution mean? Means uh, use whatever violence necessary to destroy the old traditional cultures, systems, institutions, also nuclear families. Mm. I have been calling this American Cultural Revolution for a few years. Right. Me and other Chinese immigrants. I know. And we're very, very loud on, on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and Good. to educate people, and I have uh, on my YouTube channel, I interview immigrants who fled totalitarian regimes like Cuba, you know, uh, um, Venezuela and China and Vietnam. We are talking about the same thing. What's going on in our beloved new country? And uh, but lots of people, especially our youth in this country, they don't realize it because they don't know they never lived it yeah. under. It, you know, it was uh, Victor Orban was talking to Tucker Carlson yesterday, and he said, "You know, you guys have an ocean between you and Russia. 
They occupied Hungary. Listen to the people of Hungary. We know how they operate. And I hear that all the time from immigrants like you that come here. You thought you got away from it. You were in a free country. And now the same exact language and the same tactics. It's happening. Yes, I summarize Mao's features of cultural revolution. I was two years old to 12 years old. I was indoctrinated to believe only communism or religions were demonized. And I would go home, tell my Buddhist mom to say, stop praying. You know, it's like you should believe Mao and believe in communism. I was a child. Of course, I did not know. And I feel guilty. (laughs) And it's like, thank goodness I did not turn my mom in. Because during the Mao's Cultural Revolution, if you believe in any other religions, you're Christian, Buddhist, whatever other religion you believe in, you are deemed to be one of the five black classes, and you are counter-revolutionary, and you should be the enemy of the people. And don't you feel like this is, um, in, a, in an insidious way, almost the same things that are going on now? They're teaching our kids that your parents are wrong on things, don't listen to your parents, mm-hmm. and your parents should be shut up and maybe you should be taken from them. I mean, well, that, I published my op-ed when New Hampshire trying to pass parental rights bill, but sadly we failed to pass in New Hampshire. I published my story growing up under Mao that uh, there is always a secret between um, schools and the parents mm-hmm. because they truly believe pa- um, parents have no rights. Your children belong to the state. Of course, that's the how communists think. Why right. would I come to America to testify to support parental rights? Is that the inherent human rights, natural rights, and American value that kids belong to us? belong to the parents, not belong to the village, belong to the societies. It's very scary to see what's going on here. So you've been in Congress, and I would imagine you know the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution better than a lot of the Americans that you serve with. That's what brought me to this country. When I was in law school in China, third year, I was looking for something because I was totally depressed, lost, because I was told to study law. It's not for justice. It's not for equality. It's actually Communist Party's tool to govern the people. So I become But you very, didn't know that at the time when you first got in. You were still part of, you know, the brainwashing. Well, why start to ask questions when Mao died when I was 12 and then 14 years old and party said Mao is not God, Mao actually was a human being and he made a mistake. So I was said I was talking to myself, oh, let me say I was lied to. Mm. I was chanting Nanglev Chimai Mao for straight six years in government schools. He was like a god to me. He because I went home, demonized my own mother who is a Buddhist. And uh, then I say, long live Chiang Mao, 10,000 years, double 10,000 years. That's one million years. How did he die? I had a little brain left. I was asking that question inside of my head when he died. And then later, party said, okay, he was a human being. I was totally lost. And I said, I'm going to study law. When I have a chance to go to college, I'm going to transform China to rule of law society, no longer rule of man. 
But I was wrong. I realized I could not achieve that dream in China because uh, I realized there's a one-party dictatorship. But I went to this dancing party and I met foreigners and um, I met one American student. And later he asked me to visit him in the foreign student's dormitory. And he's the one who told me about the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution. My light bulb turned on. I have individual rights and liberty. After that, he put America in my head. And I was talking to myself, you know, oh, I have individual rights. I shouldn't have to report who I'm going to see when I go to see him. We're supposed to register at the dormitory door to see who I'm going to meet. What is my major? Where's my dormitory address? There was guard at each foreign and students and the scholars' buildings. So I did not have a right to talk to anybody. I had to report it. So I was very rebellious, and I slipped into his building a couple of times talking more about USA. And I thought, oh, this is a great country. All men are created equal. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you are born Chinese, and you have different skin color, but you are created by God. You have individual rights by being you, born by being you. My light bulb came on and never turned off. So I said, oh, this is a cool country. If someday I have to leave China, wow. and this is a country I will come. So I always had America in my mind. So how, the how, third year. How of- difficult, because it was so foreign to you. We, you know, we say we hold these things to be self-evident. How long did it take you to realize that that was self-evident? I mean, when he said those words at first, you didn't, you couldn't have understood. No, I was puzzled. I said, that's why I asked him, what do you mean? What is self-evident mean? Because in China, I grew up in a communist country. Their rights are collective sense, right. workers' rights. So my parents are illiterate workers. They had workers' rights, peasants' rights, and the soldiers' rights, teachers' rights, women's rights, all collective sense. I never heard individual has a right. Wow. And uh, that was just, I, I couldn't quite get it. So that's why I had to go back. And when I went back, I already started rebelling. I'm not going to register. So I did not register at the door because I knew what we were talking about is supposed to be not PC. I will get into trouble to say I'm going to spend lots of time with this American student, you know. So I just slick in and slick out. And uh, but I feel like uh, there's something excitement, you know, in me. So when you came here, you you didn't plan on running for Congress until you started seeing things go wrong. We're talking to Lily Tong Williams. She's a, a candidate for the U.S. House. Uh, in New Hampshire, she's already a congressperson. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm oh, not, not elected yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you were already. I thought you were running for I a second I did not term. win last oh, year. Oh, you did win last year. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so okay. I was on your radio show last year. Yeah, you know, yeah. Talk about ESG right, last right, year. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what is the thing that you are going to, what is the thing you're going to change? What is the thing that you're going in to fight? Well, I'm trying to use my stories to remind people why America was my promised land. When I was in China, dreaming about more freedom and dreaming about, uh, you know, um, just live my American dream. And it took me 20 years actually in this country, learning English, learning the culture to get rid of uh, the indoctrination I received. And throughout my 24 years, living in China under one party, 
CCP dictatorship. We don't want to go down the wrong path because there are lots of people, including some elected to Congress, and push for socialist policies. And uh, and now I feel like there's some kind of like, for example, when you talk about work and cultural revolution, I feel like uh, there is some kind of things going on trying to def- defeat America.、Hmm. And I thought America is a free country based on individual rights and liberty, like、uh, our forefathers、um, put into founding documents. But our young people today remind me my youth. I was a young pioneer, red guards. I was、wow. totally brainwashed, and my parents had no rights. I, I, I just I couldn't even sleep last couple years, especially during the riots and and the burnings. It's like what's going on? I feel like something re- history is repeating itself, and I feel it's my duty to come out to tell my stories for the whole country to hear me and、uh, my unique.、Uh, Voice matters.、So、we have to have a courage now to speak the truth, even though I have been targeted by CCP to say shut up in this country. You are traitors, like a traitor to who? I'm an American citizen. I have a free speech, and I have a citizen's duty to tell the truth. So if I say my country is getting destroyed by the Marxists and, and socialists and young people who don't know what the freedom is about, it's my duty to come out to. Warn people. I don't want to relive another, you know, socialist country. I don't want my children to lose their American dream. If you would like to、uh, help Lily Tang, you can go to LilyTangWilliams dot com. L I L Y LilyTangWilliams dot com、uh, and help her、uh, on her fight for America, a candidate for the U.S. House. Back in just a minute, Lily. Thank you. Thank、God、you、bless. very much. You bet. Yes.、Uh, you know,、uh, Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell has been doing crazy commercials forever. He built a company called My Pillow, and you built it into the giant、uh, that it is today. Because you went out and you bought My Pillow, and you you went and you bought his sheets. Right now, he's in the spirit of really giving back. His six-piece towel set is back.、Uh, it's a, a very very low price. It comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. Typically, they retail for about eighty bucks for a limited time to celebrate the restock of this. He's selling them for thirty nine ninety nine. If you use the promo code Beck, that's fifty percent off in savings. These towels are machine washable, very durable, and come in multiple colors. To find this offer, just go to mypillow dot com and click on the radio listener special square and get fifty percent off this six piece towel set. The deal's not going to last long. Enter the promo code Beck. Call eight hundred nine six six thirty one seventeen. Get this special and many many more at mypillow dot com. Ten seconds station ID. You know, I think it's going to be honestly the immigrants who came here from com- countries like this and alcoholics that have a chance of saving us. What about immigrant alcoholics? How they're even that's <laughs> twice the power. <laughs> It is、it's、twice the power. It's you know, it's people who have lost everything、mm. or have given up everything for this life to be able to live here because they chose it, or like me, an alcoholic, people who. Who have lost everything and know what the only thing is that's important. The media always tries to say, "Oh, conservatives are anti-immigration," and it's like I don't see that at all from conservatives. No, 
illegal immigration, yes, we have a major problem with people breaking the law. That is 100% true. But I think I think conservatives appreciate immigrants in ways that the left do not. I, you know, you see people come from other countries. I mean, this story is an incredible story. And it's that sort of appreciation. It's the exact opposite of your typical Antifa member who who thinks, oh, who, you know, this country sucks. It's always been nonstop oppression. It's awful. When someone comes from another country and has actually experienced that stuff in real life and they come here, you realize how much they appreciate it. You know, it's, it's it amazing. Perspective. Revolutions are always started by usually rich 20-somethings. And every 20-something in our society is rich in the world's eyes. Mm-hmm. And they uh, have nothing to do but think and complain and you know, be a revolutionary because I go against the grain, man, because I know my parents are stupid. Yeah. And it's always that. Always yeah. that. This, this, that's a little old now, but it's, it was a few years ago. It was, if you are at our poverty level, our poverty level in the United States, so in the worst situation possible, you are better off than 85% of the rest of the world. Not the rest of the world's poor, but all the people in the rest of the world. If you're at our poverty level, you're better off than 85% of them. And that doesn't even include the freedoms and such. That doesn't calculate. Yeah. That's just financial. So look, at, look at this. Look at the way America, who even the poverty line people are better off than 85%. Look how we just hoard everything. Damn straight, yo. That's how that. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of it. Yeah. Proud of it. Look, there's a reason why hoard- this has worked. Yeah, we're right? not hoarding it. Hoarding there it. is enough for everybody. You just have yeah. to apply the principles. And honestly, I, I bet that stat isn't quite as impressive as it was a few years ago oh, because of that difference, because we've had a little bit of a pullback to the yep. uh, the wrong direction and the rest of the world while they're still uh, i'd still rather live here than anywhere else have, co- have have adopted some of the things that capitalism brings and have improved things and thankfully th- thank god for that you know billions of children now are living lives instead of dying at eight years old they're living longer lives and are able to be fed and and, and well nourished it's a great innovation capitalism has brought to this country we're happy to share it you should embrace it the rest of the world and a lot of them don't and quite honestly a lot of us don't either lately it seems like more and more that's the problem all right back in just a second with more the glenn back program American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Ten years I've been going on and on about American financing. They've been around for 20 years. They survived the crash of 08, and they're going to keep surviving uh, because they take an interest in you. Considering what interest rates are doing right now to the American people, you need a company like this. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. They have salary-based mortgage consultants, which means they don't get a bonus on, you know, you go to a bank and they're trying to jam you into something because the bank is pushing that. They don't charge any upfront or hidden fees. And if you don't qualify or your credit score isn't perfect, they can help you out with a a free credit, credit care program, free. And it will help you boost your credit score to put you in a better situation. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. 
Get your ducks in a row. Call and see if they can't help you out financially. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. Join Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn. You got Studios America and Glenn TV tonight, back-to-back. Use the promo code Glenn. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Um, I don't know if you saw the uh, Tucker interview with uh, Orban. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Viktor Orban, other than he's right for his country. Uh, he would not be necessarily good for our country. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. But, uh, you know, there, there are different things. For instance, Putin is really horrible, really horrible. However, to keep that country together and not go into chaos, you need somebody like that. Okay, I don't I don't like that, but it's like, you know, you get rid of Saddam Hussein and the entire thing melts down because, you know, we divided the Middle East up and made these warring uh, tribes, if you will, into a country. And then we said, yeah, he'll keep them uh, down and they never wanted to be united so the 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 question is do we want to be united tucker said to him his last question was uh you had a tough election and americans don't know but millions of their tax dollars went against you and for the other candidate who i don't even know did do you know who that was too who, wrote, who, who ran against Viktor Orban? I don't know. I don't have any idea. I, I didn't even know Viktor Orban was really going through an election because he's not of my concern. And why is our State Department picking winners and losers in other countries? That's reprehensible. Reprehensible. <sighs> yeah, and most... I mean, like, I, you know, certainly... Would uh, we've opposed brutal dictators before? And uh, he's a uh, he's a member of NATO, I believe. No, I'm not saying <laughs> this particular case. I'm yeah. saying in some cases, I think it's appropriate for us to oppose. Uh, sure. Not, and sometimes we've done it, obviously militarily behind the scenes, but even just rhetorically, I think it's okay to say is fine. Yeah, to say hey, the, these you know they should change bad. what they're doing but you want money going into ad campaigns and everything else no that's no that's ridiculous right. that is ridiculous can you imagine if russia was actually buying ad campaigns and had money behind the you know one candidate or another imagine if you know let's say 20 million dollars was given to joe biden by china and all right that's a bad example but we don't accept that and here we are doing it. We should generally keep our nose out of everybody's business. Keep our nose out of everybody's business. People rule their nations right. in all sorts of weird ways that we're not comfortable Correct. with. And that's okay. And so he said, uh, so Tucker said, you know, you were in a tough election. It didn't end up that way. He won in pretty much a landslide. And uh, he said, uh, did you ever think about putting your opponent in jail? And he said, no, that's not the way we do things in Hungary. He said, that's the way the communists did it. He said, we don't do that in Hungary. He said, I didn't think you did that in your country. And he then went on and said something really important. 
The reason why you don't do that is because you will never get the country to reunite. You will forever separate as us versus them. Because one side won't forgive you for doing that. And then the other side will say, really, you're going to play that game? I'll do it to you. And you immediately divide your country. He said, the president of a country, if you want it to stay together, has got to be a uniting force and somebody who is saying, all citizens, all citizens, I represent. When's the last time you heard that? Now, this is supposedly coming from a fascist. And in our country, that's probably what you would call him. But in his country, it, I don't think, I mean, the people are electing him uh, handily. Could it turn out horribly? Yeah, it could. I don't know. But the things he says, some of them make sense like that. You don't arrest your opposition or you will forever divide your country. Cannot believe that needs to be said, especially in this country. Especially right now, especially with this particular ex-president who was harangued on the campaign trail by the media constantly because his audiences were chanting, lock her up. And they all said, "That's it's a banana republic. You can't do that. You can't even chant that. He didn't. This wasn't talking about the actual arrest. This was talking about a chant in a rally, which most people, I think, believed, you know, like they're. No one really believed that it was necessarily going to happen. And maybe not no one. That's I guess some unfair. people did. Some people and then did. some people, I thought it was, I didn't want him to do it, you know, lock her up. It, it went through the system. Right. The system was flawed. Leave it alone. But I thought she should have gone to jail. Yeah. And I think there's, that you can argue it's not the right place or the, night, or the right way to talk about it in a political Correct. rally. Like, I can understand that point of view. However, I don't understand the point of view saying that and then cheering on every new indictment or lawsuit that Donald Trump faces, you know, that we all understand looking at a system like this, when you're talking about two political parties going against each other, we all understand that the law could be used as a weapon in that battle. When one side has power, they can use the law against the other side. We've always stayed away from that, or almost always stayed away from it in our nation's history. But one, a couple of the reasons why is we've had we have real pressure releases to that system. Mm-hmm. We have this the the voting. Uh, we have a, a democratic process that allows people to say, "Hey, we're going to take this on our own. We're going to look at all this on our. Don't go to get in the way. Don't try this with your one party attacking the other party legally. Let us get involved. We're going to make that decision. That pressure valve is there. And the other one is impeachment." Where you have a process that, while it is political, is really out in the open, and you can hold the people who make those votes responsible if you think they're misusing that that power. Instead, what we're doing here is going around both of those things, and look, we all understand if someone decided it was a serial killer and was also president, they should go to jail. There's no question about that, but the standard should be really high. The, the standard level of proof should be really high. I talked to someone who is you know, more in favor than I am of Trump going uh, to, to jail for all of this stuff. And, and, they, and I said, look, <laughs> look, you better have Donald Trump on tape saying, I know I lost the election. 
However, I'm going to manipulate this process because I should remain in power because I'm super duper awesome. You should have him on tape saying that. And they said, well, we'll never get that. And you know what? You probably won't. But what does that tell you? That tells you that you should have a, a standard that uh, looks toward that level of evidence. And if you don't have it, you shouldn't go down this road. Use these other paths that have been provided to you. And, you know, to go down this road with like, well, you know, a lot of people that Donald Trump despised told him he was wrong is not a legitimate level of, of evidence in this case. You have to do better than that. You should have to do better than that. Because while we say, yes, no one's above the law, the standards for politicians in some ways should be higher. The reason for that is not because they have some level of, uh, you know, royalty, but because we know the motivations of the political system. We know that one side is going to try to take out their opponents. So you have to guard against that and make it really super clear. If you're going to go throw a president in jail, man, that evidence must be really, really crystal clear. And the crime must be really, really high on the scale. Well, the Democrats used to know that. Yeah. They used to at least espouse that with Bill Clinton. That it has to be really, really super high. Yeah, Now, that's true. it's weird because I don't know how super, super high it has to be because literally there doesn't seem to be any crimes here. Okay. No, I, I, I don't know. The racketeering thing is so weak. So weak. You're going to have problems with that. They're going to have problems yeah, with, with the yeah. charges. No, yeah. that'll, that'll yeah. go away. Uh, the thing in New York is super, super weak. The, the thing in Florida, um, I think is really weak just because of precedence. It's, I mean, Joe Biden had records that he had, you know, uh, when he was in the Senate, he still had them. So come on, you can't. I mean, I know. I, I think. You, look, I think he didn't but, help himself there. Right? No, I, I know that. I, he I know made that. his life more miserable with that particular one. But my, my, like, they're going to have some legal evidence on that one. It's just to me, right. the charge is is ridiculous. It, yeah, it's, so here's the thing. This is what you're saying is keep the standard high. Yeah. But I don't understand the standard because it is so low. It charges him with things that everybody does, uh, and it and it seems all politically motivated. Okay, from the White House, it seems politically motivated. That should never happen, even on our side, ever. But then their standard is also so high that a president taking money, and even if it didn't go to him, but it went to ten. People in his family through money laundering routes to shell companies. I don't know. Do you what's what's higher than that? You could say, well, murder. Well, yeah, murder. That's bad. But, you know, if it was a crime of passion, it's still murder in the first degree. But I got news for you. He he is selling all 350 million of us out. You've betrayed the country that keeps all of us safe. Honestly, I cannot think of anything higher than that. I really can't. No. And I, look, I think the standard should be high on Joe Biden, too. You know, yeah. if, if all we had was the WhatsApp message, right, where where uh, Hunter is saying, hey, I'm sitting here next, I'm to, sitting dad. Here next to dad, he, we're, we're, we need you to make this payment or we're going to punish you and, and hold hold this against you, a, a grudge and get revenge. 
Like, that is evidence. But if we didn't have payments and all sorts of other pieces of evidence, it wouldn't be enough. It shouldn't be enough. It shouldn't just be indications. That sort of evidence can be judged by the people and they can say, hey, I think that's too much. I'm not voting for Joe Biden. And if you if you are saying there's not enough evidence, um, well, just just this. Everything that Joe Biden told you was true is now a proven lie. It's now a proven lie. Nobody in my family made any money. I didn't know about Hunter's business. I never talked to any of his business partners. I never talked to him about it. All lies. All lies. And proven lies. That proven lies. They should not result in a conviction in a court of law, but they should make you not vote for this guy. And that should be enough. That's how we deal with these things. Maybe it's even to rises to the level of impeachment. I think there's a good chance that it does. I think there's a good chance Republicans... Uh, launch an impeachment inquiry based on these pieces of evidence. And that will give them a lot more authority to go after more evidence to prove these things to be true or not. But uh, I've never seen a case clearer for impeachment than a president possibly selling his country out while in office, while in office. I mean, that is that that, that if if that's not the highest of high crimes for a political impeachment, I mean, I think the guy should go to jail. But more importantly, he should be we should teach each other the lesson that can never, ever happen yeah. ever. And the latest piece of evidence with the Shokin situation in Ukraine is is amazing. Was it John huh. Solomon telling us about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where the the whole idea was everyone agreed this guy was corrupt. And that's why Joe Biden was bragging about hold, withholding a billion dollars of aid to Ukraine. Uh, so he would get fired. Not because of the Hunter Biden stuff. Everyone agreed this guy was corrupt. And now we learned the behind the scenes analysis of this at the time that the State Department Mm -hmm. said he's good. Yeah. Give him the money. Right. I mean, and he said the president and State Department were with me. Remember? Yeah, that was totally his case. Yeah. And it was a case that was accepted by every mainstream outlet. I honestly, to be to be frank about it, had no idea if that guy was good or bad. Like, who the hell knows? For some Ukrainian prosecutor, what do I know about that? Uh, we didn't know anything about it at the time. All of the reporting was this guy was really bad. And of course, this was justified. Well, we now know the State Department disagreed with that. Years and years later, that's when we find out. I mean, if it wasn't for Joe Biden bragging on that stage that he did this and withheld this money for this reason, this would be a much more difficult case to to work through. But he's on tape saying he did it. And at the same time, he is sending hundreds of millions of dollars over to the exact same people. Mm. I've talked to you a lot about ESG, the environmental, social, and uh, governance initiative that companies are just, I love. Even BlackRock is like, I I love, but I don't love quite so much. They have $9.4 trillion in assets, and now they're rethinking the ESG stance. They found many ESG efforts to be overreaching, potentially not serving the best interest as uh, investors. So I got to say, if BlackRock is having second thoughts, well, what does that say? By the way, the government is upset, and they're now threatening BlackRock to get back on these standards. In these chaotic times, Goldline is here with a rock-solid offer. When you pick up 25 quarter-ounce gold Mayflower rounds, you're going to get 25 one-ounce silver Mayflower rounds absolutely free. 
This doesn't extend to uh, IRA orders, but Goldline has your back on this economic roller coaster. I talked to somebody just yesterday uh, who deals with a very a lot of high end people, and they're all saying the dollar does not have a long term future. Please. Find out if gold or silver is right for you. Call Goldline now, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program uh, today, one o'clock Eastern. I'm going to be hosting off the record. It's a private Q&A exclusively for Blaze TV subscribers. This is your chance to chat with me, you know, uh, off the record. And uh, I'll answer anything you want to ask. We can talk about anything you want. Whatever is on your mind. We don't have any uh, Internet sensors looking over our shoulders. So it is just for blazetv.com subscribers. If you're not a subscriber, you should subscribe right now. Go to uh, blazetv.com slash off the record and sign up today so you can join the conversation. Off the record is also the promo code that will uh, save you some money on that. Live chat takes place today. And then tonight, my Wednesday night special, Governments and Maui. Not a good combination. The Glenn Beck Program.